Uh, well, good morning, everyone. Uh, Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. Going to talk today about confidence. How can I have confidence in this life? The, the world is, is trying to figure out how to have confidence, even, even believers. How can I move confidently through life? So I, I thought I'd start a, a little study on that and take uh, more than just this morning. But we'll start today studying confidence. How can I have confidence in this life? Uh, so Proverbs 14, verse 26. Proverbs 14, 26 says... In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Strong confidence. So that's even better than we were asking, huh? We said, how can I be confident? And even better than being confident is having strong confidence. So how can I have strong confidence in this life? What we see there, uh, it says, in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. So I want to preach a message today on Strong confidence, uh, how can we have it? Let's pray and then we'll get into it. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Uh, thank you, Lord. I just enjoyed the music this morning so much. Uh, what a blessing. Uh, thinking, singing about your, your love and, and how, how good you are and how really we can have confidence in you. And, and, uh, and here we see in this verse uh, that in the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. Help us, Lord, uh, uh, to take seriously these things. Uh, there, there's all sorts of tricks our, our, our minds may come up with. This world has all of its tricks for living confidently or, or pretending to progress through life with a, uh, some semblance of confidence. But, Lord, we know that there can be real confidence, and it starts with the fear of the Lord. How fun it is to move confidently through this life. Help us, Lord, to fear you and to understand what that means. We ask these things in Christ's precious name. Amen. <clears throat> so the world, <clears throat> the, the world around us, our fellow human beings, they, they wonder how can we have confidence in this life? I remember a while back, I wasn't even looking for it, but there was a TED Talk. I don't know if you know what TED Talks are. Uh, uh, TED, T-E-D, technology entertainment and design and they would say ideas worth spreading ideas that will shape the world around you and your interaction with it you know and so it was back in 2012 there was a TED talk that had to do with confidence and it was it was linking confidence with with different postures the way we carry ourselves in life so social scientists we're studying the power of nonverbals. Uh, not, not what we say, but how we say it. And then the how we say things with the way we hold ourselves uh, speaks to the people around us, and they were making the argument that it actually speaks to our inner selves. We can possibly derive some confidence by the way we carry ourselves. Um, so there was a study of power dynamics. And they would say, well, in the animal world, we see animals that exert dominance by changing their posture. And they're like, you know, like a gorilla. You know, just, just uh, makes himself bigger and more dominant. And we're like, there it is. We just need to learn from the gorilla and just have a bigger stance in life. And we'll automatically, you know, learning from the animals around us. 
By the way, I've got, I'm, I'm glad I've got better places to learn from. Aren't you? But, and, and so and they, they would talk about, you know, the bear. What does the bear do to express dominant? He'll stand up in his, on his hind legs and it's like, ah! Oh, you know, that's what I should do if I'm ever feeling threatened. Just like, oh, what are you doing? Um, nothing. Um, <laughs> so birds, birds will do it. Uh, the, the cobra with, with the hood that, the, you know, that comes out and you see the, the head looks bigger or even the puffer fish. Right? Learn from the puffer fish. Just inflate. You know, and get, and get your barbs out. Um, so, <laughs> so people, and so again, the world, you don't blame them, right? It's like, we want answers. It's just they avoid the real answers. They think, ah, we, we don't want to look there. That's archaic. We want to figure things out for ourselves. And how sad that this world tries to figure things out for themselves and and they do everything they can to avoid the real answers. When God made us, he gave us an owner's manual. Everything we need to know about ourselves is right here. So there were people, they're like, well, you know, there are people that walk into a room and they feel the need to occupy a lot of space to express dominance. They, they kind of studied, they, they found it was interesting that there are people who have power or, or are experiencing moments of power. Like, like we, we've seen it in the basketball court, right? The guy that kind of dribbles through and powers up that layup and he gets it in. In the NBA, a lot of times, those guys are like, they'll, they'll flex right out there for the world to see, look what I just did, and a, and a, a, a posture of dominance, or, or the runner that just defeated everyone on the racetrack. And when he's done, he, he won, and he'll be running like this. And, and they found it was interesting that, that they said even blind people that have never seen what other humans do when they have moments of victory, a blind person will, will have uh, that where, where the body really opens up and there's a posture of power. There's a high power pose that they will have when they have a moment of victory. They noticed that the opposite seemed true as well. Those that, that are feeling powerless tend to make themselves smaller, wrap themselves up, or kind of cross their ankles. Uh, many tend to complement the, the dominance uh, of, of the, the, the dominant nonverbals of another. Like if somebody comes in the room, the bigger somebody is, um, some will complement by, by being inversely proportionate, by becoming smaller. Researchers also found that there seemed to be a link to participation. It, it seems like the, the people in a room that were, that were sitting uh, smaller, taking up less space, uh, were participating less. Almost like they felt like, well, I, I don't know if, if I should speak up. My thoughts might not be all that valuable. I don't want to waste everyone's time. And the, the people that were sitting there more open were, were more inclined to share their opinion because apparently... Uh, they were more secure, they were more assertive, they were more confident. So all of this was kind of interesting to the researchers. And then somebody asked this question, if the feelings of confidence make their way out into my posture, I wonder if the opposite is true. I wonder if I could use posture to make its way inward and affect how I feel. I can force my body to feel more assertive or more confident. Uh, in other words, when you're, when you're feeling happy, a lot of times it'll come out with a smile. <laughs> I 
So I wonder if the opposite is true. I wonder when I'm not feeling that happy, if I can make myself smile, and slowly my feelings will start coming around. So they did little experiments where they would have people that were feeling down, just, just they, they, they didn't say smile, but they would say, put a pen in your mouth. And they would st stand there, and it would kind of, the body would be like, oh, I'm smiling. I must feel good about something. And it was, it was interesting, as they're, they're studying these things, it seemed to have an effect. So if body language will reflect a feeling of power, if there's feelings of power, and it comes out in your posture, they said, can body language uh, create a, a feeling of power? Can I do the opposite? So if our minds can change our bodies, can our bodies change our minds? They wanted, you know, so is that how I prepare for the day to do my superhero pose? Like every morning, right? Go out there and for a while telling my, no, no, I'm not very confident. So I'm going to stand like this until I have the confidence to go out and take on the day. So um, tests were carried out. Instruments were, were made ready. I mean, they were going to do everything. They're, they're gonna, so they were going to uh, take saliva samples and they were going to test uh, uh, hormone levels, uh, the, the dominant hormone and, the, and cortisol, the, the stress hormone, and they were going to attest all of these things. Uh, they, they had, they had uh, observers that didn't know what was going on, and they, and they brought up a test group, and they, they didn't know what was going on, but they agreed to, to be tested, and they said, we want you to sit in this room with this pose. Uh, various poses, and, and so some, they didn't, they didn't call them high power pose or low power pose, they just described a way for them to sit, and so some, some were, you know, told to kind of sit more like this, or like, or kind of, uh, kind of turned in toward themselves for a while, and then they were going to test, they did a saliva sample before and after, and others were told to, you know, <laughs> the foot up on the table, and and they're just sitting there, and, you know, the body kind of opened, turned outward. The body projected inward or the body projected outward. And they said, can body posture, can body language affect feelings of confidence? And it, and it seemed like it, it did. They actually did saliva samples afterwards, and it seemed like all oh, some, some of the stress level hormones had gone down. Dominant level hormones had gone up some. They would, they would have a job interview, and people would watch the body language and, and the people that had the, that certain posture uh, seemed more employable by the person watching. They would put games in front of them and, that involved risk. And the people that were more projected outward were more uh, likely to have confidence in, and take some of those risks and enjoy and succeed at those games. It was kind of an interesting thing. So is that the key? Did they figure out the key to confidence? Is that what we need? Just get up every day and, 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 and stand uh, like a superhero for a while, then you're ready to go on out there. Can I move confidently through life as long as I learn how to carry myself with an air of confidence? Not quite. There was a problem. Those who derived confidence from a posture of confidence kind of afterwards felt like frauds. You know, that, that boss hired me because of the person I pretended to be while I was acting confident. But did that person really hire the real me? Um, uh, I, I did my power pose, and then he hired the per person that had that confidence. 
I don't know, if it, was, uh, if it was a power pose, I feel like I'm just a poser. And then the world has that term, a poser. And you look that up in, in Britannica Dictionary, one who dresses or behaves in a seemingly deceptive way that's meant to impress others. So the person gave this solution. Uh, they said, well, you got to fake it until you make it. And then they said, actually, fake it until you become it. You fake it and become that other person long enough until you convince yourself that that new person is the real you. And so the, 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 the researcher gave a couple of examples, and the crowd went nuts. Oh, they clapped, they stood up, and a standing ovation and clapping, and you could tell that people are wondering, how can I go through life with some confidence? And you could tell that humanity is craving confidence in this life. And it seemed like research had just offered up a life hack for them. And really, there is kind of something to some of that. When my wife and I come up to sing a duet, <laughs> as the introduction is playing, I, I might be a little nervous. And so I will... I will use my body to relax the nerves. I'll take a couple deep, relaxing breaths. As I'm waiting for my part. So I, I, um, I'll take those breaths not to relax, not to reflect the ease that's inside of me, but to produce a sense of ease. So I'll take the breaths not to, oh, look, he's at ease. You can tell by him breathing. No, I'm, I'm, wanting, I'm trying to produce a sense of ease by taking a, a couple deep, relaxing breaths. Your body is tied to those things. But is that the real secret of confidence? Is that what I, what I want to start teaching my children? <laughs> Kids, you want to make yourself bigger in life in order to succeed and have confidence. Is that what I want? Son, I need you to perfect the posture of power and dominance. That's, that's a real good lesson for our, our daughters, right? Hun, you know, Kate, Claire, learn life lessons from the gorilla. <laughs> learn to take up more space when you walk into a room. Oh, it, it's funny. And then the world, they come up with something, and there's a, there's a sliver. It, it, the, like I said, you can, you can take a couple of deep breaths to to try to put your body, your, your nerves at ease. The, there are relationships there, but certainly not the secret to confidence in this life. I remember some years ago sharing that TED Talk with Mr. Brian Reinhardt, and, and he, was, he was smiling, and he said, that's funny, I'm about to teach on confidence in my Sunday school class. Or, or, sorry, in his junior church class. And, uh, and I said, well, what does the Bible say about having confidence? And he read this verse to me. He said, well, I'm going to teach out of Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. When you fear the Lord, think of that word refuge. Refuge. The choir saying, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Oh, the safety and security when you know the love of Christ, when there's refuge in the love of Christ, guy or girl, 
Oh, you can derive some real confidence from knowing the King of Kings loves me. Oh, the confidence you can derive from that. If you want to manufacture feelings of confidence, well, the world's got some tricks for you. But if you want to have real confidence, the Bible is clear. Fear the Lord. Live a life of honor and respect for Almighty God. And it kind of seems to go directly against what was taught in the TED Talk. You know, the Bible says in James 4.10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Almost be, make yourself smaller in his presence. And he will lift you up. Oh, there's confidence when the king of kings exalts you. And it seems to go directly against what was just taught there. Go through life big and brash and bold. Oh, there's boldness, but the boldness comes from going to the throne of grace. The exact opposite, isn't it? Uh, where you can become small. Get down on those knees. Oh, God. I'm really nothing. But you love me enough to send your son to die for me. Thank you. Thank you. That you think I'm important. And by the way, when you pretend to be important, you're just pretending. But when you open up the scripture and you find out that you are important because God valued you enough to send his son to die in your place and to offer you a home in him, with him, forever and ever. Boy, you don't have to come up with life hacks, scientific tricks to fool the body into having feelings of importance. So is that what I want to teach my son, the importance of the power pose? Or do I want to teach my son, hey, every morning, become smaller in the presence of God. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. That's a tough lesson for young men. Young men start to grow and, and they think, uh, I'm a man now. I'm going to teach my mom, I'm going to teach my dad that, that, that they just need to give me more space. I'm bigger now. I occupy more space. Actually, learning what true manliness is is just the opposite. I'm going to honor my mom. I'm going to honor my dad. And in obeying the Bible in those ways, you learn what true manliness really is. God knew what he was talking about when he said to children in Exodus 20, verse 12, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. God knew what he was talking about there in Ephesians 6, 1, when he said, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Young men, the secret of having confidence, and God wants young men to be confident. God wants young ladies to have a confidence in the Lord. But it doesn't come from taking up more space. 
I'm going to take up more space until I get the respect that I feel I deserve. Oh, it's about your feelings, huh? That's real manly. Manliness is when you can set those feelings aside and do right regardless. This idea of, I don't feel like I'm getting enough respect. Lord, deliver us from that and say, Lord, I, I'm not sure I'm giving enough respect. Oh boy, that thought, Lord, teach me to give respect to you like, like you deserve. Teach me to give respect to the people in my life that you've placed there like you want me to. Lord, I'm not sure I'm giving enough respect as opposed to, I don't feel like I'm getting enough respect. Oh, it seems like a simple difference. But it's a huge difference. King Saul, he was exalted when he was little in his own sight. The Bible says so in, in 1 Samuel 15, 17. Samuel, the preacher, came to him and said, Saul, when thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made head of the tribes of Israel? When you were little before God, remember how God lifted you up when you were small before him? Remember? It was when he was small before God that God lifted him into a special place. Young man, young woman, everybody in here, oh, let us be humble in the sight of God and trust him to lift us up. All right, so I've mentioned this before. Uh, but, of course, we have that song, we, you know, Sound of Music, right? Sound of Music, we, we, we've seen Sound of Music. Uh, of course, <clears throat> us men, we, we look at it, you know, for the, the, the parts where, you know, soldiers and shooting and all that stuff at the end. But, but so Sound of Music, Julie Andrews and Devon Trapp, and she sings an interesting song about confidence in there. And, and it's a cute song from the perspective of the world, but not biblical from what we're looking at. And here, here are some of the words. Um, so let them bring on their problems. I'll do better than my best. I have confidence. That'll put me to the test. I'll make them see that I have confidence in me. Somehow I will impress them. I will be firm but kind. And all those children, heaven bless them, they will look to me and mind. With each step I am more certain everything will turn out fine. I have confidence the world can be all mine. They'll have to agree. I have confidence in me. I have confidence in sunshine. I have confidence in rain. I have confidence that spring will come again. Besides which you will see, I have confidence in me. All I trust, I leave my heart. All I trust becomes my own. I have confidence in confidence alone. Besides which you will see, I have confidence in me. So is that what I want to tell my daughters? <laughs> again, Listen, when you walk into a room, take up more space. Is that good for a dad to tell his little girl? Learn to take up more space. I remember uh, uh, Claire was little years ago, and there, we were showing a video. And I, and I, I mentioned something, and my, my father-in-law had, had, had watched this TED Talk. And he goes, oh, that's kind of interesting. He was smiling. And so Claire was on the front row uh, of the chapel down there. They were watching a video, and... Uh, um, she was just enjoying it so much. She was there, and she's in the front row, just like this, and just watching and just enjoying the, the video. It's so funny. And Mr. Snyder, he goes, hey, look, Claire is perfecting her power pose. 
she's getting it ready. And, and we chuckled a little bit, and she's just enjoying that time. But, but is that the secret to confidence in this life? The Bible has something better for ladies to know. Listen to this. Listen to what God says for ladies. 1 Peter 3, 1 through 5. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. That, if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. Remember, we, we, we looked at that word, the fear of the Lord. There's confidence. Who's adorning? Uh, you want to dress in such a way that everyone takes notice of you. Oh, that's not what God says. Young ladies and, and uh, all ladies, you want to dress in such a way that people take notice of God. Look at her. She's sharp. I wonder why. There's a modesty. There's a sharpness. And she's not drawing attention to herself but she's pointing attention somewhere. Who's adorning? Let it not be that adorning, that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of, 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 of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be of the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Really, uh, the world would say, ladies, be loud. Be loud so you can demand the respect that is, oh, no. God wants ladies to be confident, but it's not, be, it's not by being the loudest person in the room. God talks about the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. I don't want my wife to feel like I'm not getting enough attention. I don't have the safety and security, and I'm going to be loud, so I demand it. If she has to do that, I'm not doing my job. I want her to have a safety and a security, and I want her to follow the Lord and be able to walk in and have that security and even that meekness. I don't derive my confidence, confidence by being the loudest and biggest and most brash lady in the room. I derive my confidence in the fear of the Lord and the refuge that I find in him, the sense of safety, the sense of security that I know because of him and my fear of him and my godly husband. Verse 5, well, again, at the end of that, let it be of the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, of great price. God says, when I see that in a godly lady, it's of great price in my eyes. And when a, when a lady says, I don't care what makes sense to me, I want to live my life according to what makes sense to him. When God sees this in my life, it's of great price to him. I'm going to live that way. You know what that's called? The fear of the Lord. And in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. The next verse, verse 5, says this. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subject unto their own husbands. 
you know, you really can trust God. And so what is it I want to teach my daughters? Until the day I give you away in marriage, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm going to love you and provide security in your life. And until that day, you're going to honor your mom and your dad. You're going to obey your mom and your dad because that's how God wants it. And if you'll fear and reverence him, you'll know a confidence in this life. Not just a confidence, but in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. So this world, this world tries to figure some things out, don't they? Not feeling important? Well, here's a trick. You can fool your body into feeling important. I don't want to live life with tricks. I want something real. The Bible gives us those real things, doesn't it? Not feeling important, the Bible says, well, open your Bible and see that you don't have to pretend you're important to feel important. You just need to realize that you are important because God so loved the world. That's you and me. That's you and me. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, well, he sent his son to die in our place because he loves us and values us. If we'll figure out how important he is and then recognize how much he values us and live a life that honors and reverences him, we can have more than even just confidence, but strong confidence. A little over a week ago, um, one of our ladies was in the hospital and, and I stopped by to, to see her. I knocked on the, the door of the hospital and her husband called me in. And she was absolutely miserable, writhing in, in pain. And she says, oh, Pastor Mitchell, please make them do something for me. Make them do something for me. And, and so I, I began praying, trying to do all I could. And I said, now, now we're looking to the Lord. And, and remember, he promises that he'll, he'll hear us. He promises. She's like, where? Read me the verse. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's in there. <laughs> and so I, I'm like, yep, I'm going to do that. Uh, and I thought of uh, the, the, the verse that I'll get to, but I'm like, it's in. And, and again, you know how when you look for a verse, you just cannot find it? So I pull out my Bible app, and I'm like going through it. I'm like, it's right. I'm looking right at it. But I, uh, you know what? It's in 1 John, and I'm just going to start reading 1 John until I come across it. And she's like, that would be great. Just read lots of scripture. That will help me. So I, 1 John 1, 1. And it wasn't in chapter 1. So I went on to chapter 2. It wasn't in chapter 2. So I went on to chapter 3. I was in, it wasn't in chapter 3. So I went on to chapter 4. And toward the end of chapter 4, it said something. Oh, listen to that. But that's not the one I wanted. So we went on to chapter 5, which is the last chapter. And I read all of 1 John. And in 1 John 5, 14, came to this verse, and this is the confidence that we have in him. You see the difference there 
This world wants you to figure out, oh, there's reasons to be confident in yourself. Dig deep, find something inside, pretend, do things so that, so that you, can, you can trick the body. Oh, no, confidence isn't found in us. Confidence isn't found in, I have confidence in me. No. This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. What confidence is that? That the very one who spoke the entire cosmos into existence will hear my little tiny voice if I cry out to him. Oh, what a confidence. Oh, what a confidence. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Now it does say, praying according to his will. I was talking to Claire yesterday and I said, Claire, when I was your age, I, I didn't do the praying that I, that I should have. I was trying to urge her, would you do better than your dad when I was your age? Would you pray? Would you really pray? And I said, why? Why don't people pray? And I think part of it is this right here. It's like, well, I kind of should be interested in what he's interested in if I'm going to pray. And I'm, I don't find all the time that I'm all that interested. I think the things that interest me don't interest him all that much sometimes. And, and the things that interest him, I, I don't find all that interesting. And so what's the point? I, I, I need to be praying according to his will. And I said, well, maybe that's the place to start. Maybe that's the place to start, to say, Lord, I don't find that I'm interested in the things that you're interested in enough, and that needs to change. Lord, I don't think I love the things that you love enough. Would you help that to change? I want to pray in your will, because wow, the confidence that I have when I am interested in what you're interested in, when I'm in love with what you're in love with, and I can pray according to your will, and I have confidence that you will hear, and my petitions will be answered of you all the confidence I could enjoy. And if you will start with that prayer, you know what that looks like? That seems like the fear of the Lord, doesn't it? Where you say, Lord... I want to value the things that you value. Would you help me? I want to love the things that you love, and I don't enough. Oh, God, would you help me? Boy, that's a prayer that's within the will of God and all the confidence that you can enjoy in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. So just two days ago, my wife and I visited that, that, that the lady. She, she did have to have some surgery after that. I mean, the, it, she, was, she was in agony. There was, it wasn't just in her head. <laughs> there were some things going on, and, and the doctors were able to help her. So I mean, she, she was able to go home, and two days ago, my wife and I visited with, with she and her husband, and we were there, and we were talking and talking, having great fellowship. And then finally she said, oh, by the way, and pastor, you won't know this side of heaven how much your visit meant to me in the hospital. Thank you. God used you in a special way. And it wasn't just you, it was the fact that God was using you to remind me that I was precious to him. 
God came down and brought comfort. He showed me I was something special to him. Boy, I was glad I had better things to bring in there to her. All right, well, let's start working on your power pose. I was glad I could open this instead. And oh, how wonderful it is when you can remember that God is completely in charge. He is on the throne, and he loves you very much. You can trust him to bring you through this. That was way better than anything this world could ever give me. Proverbs 14, 26. And the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. And his children shall have a place of refuge. Boy, how precious that verse. Uh, the world will say, look inside. Find confidence from within. Do this. Trick your body to having feelings of confidence. No. No, take up more space. No. No, the Bible has real answers. This is the confidence we have in him. There'll be a fake confidence out there. We're looking inside yourself. But the real confidence is found only in him. Confidence and even more strong confidence in the fear of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness. And we just pray that you bless this time. Uh, thank you for the, the truth of your word, Lord. Uh, people down here, Lord, our fellow human beings are trying to figure things out while doing everything they can to avoid the real answers found in your precious word. But Lord, really, there are times where we look to the world for answers. Maybe not taking seriously enough or valuing enough the truths that are found in your word. Forgive us of those things and help us to do better, Lord. The answers that we need are found right there in the word of God. And Lord, I'm glad I don't have to look inside and find reasons to be confident or pretend to fool my feelings into thinking I'm, co I'm confident. Lord, I can find real confidence in just fearing and reverencing and and honoring you, oh God. And then I can go through life with confidence and, e and even in prayer have that confidence knowing that as I am interested in those things that interest you and I'm in love with those things that you are in love with, Lord, I can pray according to your will and my petitions are granted by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, that's way better than anything this world has to offer. Lord, I pray you'd help us with these things. Help us once again to be looking to your word and enjoy the confidence that can only be found in you. We ask these things in Christ's precious name. Amen.